Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in rioter. Oh. Because it's kind of in that, and because the world is rioting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's laugh nervously. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. Does all creation groan? All creation Is that included is in groaning. rioting? <laughs> Last night I was getting um, adjusted and I like this one spot like really hit and I was like, oh, <laughs> and then my chiropractor goes, all creation is groaning. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do this. It's just a part of it, Summer. Let's go. And I really appreciated it. Anyway, my name is Summer and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I don't know if I directly said to you out loud or showed you. Because I can't remember anything anymore. Like, my brain isn't... Like, I just drank a ton of coffee, but I'm having... You know, we're having a weird day with time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, sometimes I look at the clock, and it's been three minutes since I looked at the clock, but it felt like 30. And then sometimes I look at it, and it's been three minutes, but it felt like three hours. And I'm just really struggling. And then sometimes it feels like it's been 30 seconds, but it was 20 minutes. Yeah, it's really weird. But, um... And I don't even... You know the sound of like quietness? Like there is yeah. no true like quiet. There's always like a f- like in your ears, you know? Right. That's the sound that's happening in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's just kind of like are we just everyone's just responding to all the weirdness that's going on. Yeah. But I wanted to tell you it's super exciting that people are starting to send us pictures because they're getting their merch. <gasps> yes. Yes. I even I walked into um, Reach Group on Wednesday night and what? Beth was wearing a shirt. No. I was just like. Which one? A flowy one. Ah, was it cute? Yes. Okay. Because I bought a flow. And she did say one. she sized up. So I sized up. just so you guys know, if you want like a flowy, flowy. A flowy Sheologian shirt. Right. Then if you size want up size one. up. Okay. Well, I did size up. So I'm super excited. And I think because I have cameras all over my house and I just saw a mailman dropped something at the door. Ooh. I'm really hopeful. It's what size? Is it mug size? Is it shirt size? You know what? I haven't bought a mug yet. Oh, okay. Because all the kids needed a, a shirt. They wanted a shirt. Uh-huh. And so I had to get them all a shirt. Right. So I'm I'm probably going to buy a mug this month. Okay. Because I couldn't just like, yeah. Oh, you I don't, don't have to explain that. You just don't that. have like a million dollars I don't have a million dollars to spend store. in my own store. <laughs> <laughs> But I got um, a tote bag. I got a flowy shirt for myself. I got stickers. And then I got I got stickers for the boy. And then I got three kid t-shirts for the there girls. There you go. If you're, if you're a little boy mm-hmm. um, or not so little boy, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. wants something from the shop and feels excluded because he can't yeah. wear a beautiful co-host onesie. Yeah. Then stickers. I almost, well, I almost got him, so the Sheologian shirt that doesn't have all the colors, uh-huh. um, and then you can get it black or gray. Yeah. I almost got that for him, but then I was like, 
he would wear that, but I'm like, I don't know if I want him in a shirt that says she on it. Right. I don't know. But At he some wanted point, something. We'll get creative, guys, yeah. and we'll come up with something that <laughs> he's not a future sheologian, right? So I was like, I'm we not. Didn't, we didn't feel the need to really have a lot of dude friendly things, right? But maybe at some point something will be There's more. Some, yeah, I think the black t-shirts are dude friendly, but I don't know. I think we're going to, I think what we need to do is a patriarchy line. Right. We'll do that. Yeah. I think that's like, that's what they're asking mm-hmm. for is something about the patriarchy. Yeah. So let's do that. But anyway, it was so cool seeing like someone holding a mug. Yeah. That said, have you had your soup today? And the colors were amazing. And I'm like. Now I'm going to go home super and buy exciting. a mug. Yeah. So yeah. you can, um, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, we have a store now. Yes. So if you go to shopsheologians.com, we've got aprons, we've got tote bags, we've got mugs, we've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies. We've got posters. Posters. We've got wall art. Apron. I think that's what was delivered today. I think that my, I ordered a poster. Oh, okay, cool. So I think Oh, did you get the don't be a jerk one? I got the don't be a jerk one. There's also posters There's for the for for the the guys. Yeah, yeah. There's posters. So anyway, don't be a jerk is a co-ed message. It really is <laughs> <laughs> for everybody. We're all working on it. <laughs> I just really liked that one. And anyway, so yeah, it's just exciting to go online and see people with Sheologians merch. Yeah, it's just fun. So yeah. Well, you're right. I am Joy, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And, um, you know, I realized, I'm just going to do this now, but I realized that most people don't know the very silent, very invisible third part of Sheologians, third leg. Third leg. Like a tripod. Tripod. Yeah. Tripod of Sheologians. Yeah. Um, I feel For like the most part, we've alluded, we've alluded to yeah, it. Yeah, we've said his name every once in a while. And people are probably like, "What are they talking about?" But then your kids are in the studio today, and right. you know, talking into the microphone and having a yeah. good time, and they don't even know. Janie didn't even know, like, think about there being another side of uh-huh. the studio and like a secret room. I know. But anyway, so my thought today, mm-hmm. I'm going to share with you is that. Um, if you don't know him, the person that records all our episodes and edits yeah. them, mm-hmm. his name's Carmen. His name is Carmen. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he'll he'll <laughs> come in right now and say hello. He's eating. Oh yeah, <laughs> lunch. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Carmen's awesome. We're very thankful for He's, Carmen. He'll be twenty-one That's in August. So exciting. Uh, Think about how long Sheologians could have been, like, we could have, like, a decade-long ministry if we had started. Mm-hmm. When we were 21? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would have wanted to hear what we had to say. I definitely was <laughs> not ready. <laughs> not prepared. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, and Carmen's single, too. So, if any of you are friends with Carmen on Facebook. He's very talented. Yes. Very skilled. And he's got a job. Worker. I've known Carmen's been working in the studio since he was like... Was he 15? 15. Yeah. He started, you guys, just basically cleaning up the trash. Right. And then... Now, like, nothing gets produced out of the studio (laughs) without Carmen. Mm -hmm. And he's just really great. So sometimes I think you guys will hear us go, Carmen! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because something's going wrong. And that's why. And that's who he is. And I feel like 
you're right. We needed to like tell people that's what's happening. Yeah. He's here, whether you hear him or not. Right. And you <laughs> probably way, won't hear him. You won't hear him. <laughs> he doesn't want Because if he's that. doing his job, you won't hear him. <laughs> or hear his name. Right. <laughs> and if something goes wrong, it's all Carmen's fault. Right. <laughs> no so pressure. If you have a problem with the show. <laughs> Just don't talk to Carmen about it. Or us. Anyway. <laughs> um. I thought I was going to go a different direction with that, but... <laughs> I will let that stand. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, <laughs> if you do want to complain or say something nice, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. That is our voicemail number. I listen regularly. I love your voicemails. Um, uh, you should hit us up at patreon.com slash theologians. We're a listener-funded show. We have a book club there. It happens every right. Wednesday. It's super, super fun. Um, if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me go on and on about it. I won't do that this week. I'll probably wait another week or two before I gush about it again. Um, but it's a really great time. Right now, we're reading A Typical Woman by Abigail Dodds. And when we're done with that, we'll pick another book and just keep rolling. I'm seeing a lot of quotes from that in my feed. Facebook feed. Yeah, And so I think it's really... It's blessing so a lot of people. Good. It's so good. We're having a really great time. I really recommend that book if you're looking for something to read. And if you are looking for some kind of midweek fellowship that you have time for, we meet on Wednesdays at one Pacific on Patreon and it's super fun. So you can meet us there. Uh, what else do we need to tell them? Do, do, do. I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, well, except I don't really. for just the rest what we of the need show. to tell him the rest of the show <laughs> okay so i don't know about you tell me if you feel this way but i feel kind of like so we had a different episode that we were going to release today it was my true crime story mm-hmm. um and i still which is still coming very out. excited and you guys are gonna I'm love it very excited i'll release that next week um but i i felt like <sighs> Believe it or not, <laughs> and I said this to you, but I probably need to <laughs> give it a believe it or not when I say it right now. <laughs> believe it or not, I don't I don't operate as though like what we're saying here, like this is necessary for someone's life. Like I don't go through my week thinking, what does everybody need to hear from me this week? Right. I don't operate that way. The only people I really operate, I operate that way, way in relationship to is my kids and my husband. Right. Like I know that there are things I need to be saying and doing with them. Yeah. On a weekly basis. This is a podcast. This is extracurricular. Right. Um, While if you're my brother or sister in Christ and you're hearing this, I love you. I love you in the Lord. You know, I don't have a, an obligation to you in this way of something right. that I have to say to you every week. Right. right? Yeah. Um, I'm not your pastor. I don't have to give you the gospel every week. There's all right. kinds of things. I just really, I don't approach this as though like everybody's just waiting for our opinion. And so when it comes to like current events and I think you probably feel the same way, but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't feel the need to comment on every single thing that's happening. Right. Because I just, I I am so busy talking to my kids about what's going on in the world and my husband and I are talking about it, but I had, there are some things where it's just like, I, I don't know if I can be helpful 
to everybody (laughs) in this. And so I don't know how to talk about it. But with this, with what's going on right now, with the protests and the riots and all of the stuff that's going on, I felt like we would have, it would be strange not to comment on it and to just go on as business as usual, because I feel like in the 31 years that you and I have been here, this is the biggest national disruption and upheaval that's yeah. happened in our adulthood. I mean, disruptions. Disruptions. Two. <laughs> Multiple. Um, well, yeah. And this is the episode that I don't want to do. Um, mm-hmm. This is the episode that, I mean, again, yeah, I think you made a good point. I mean, you made a good point to me, not just right now, but that's why we're doing this show, that it's necessary, (laughs) uh, not so much, but that it's, if we can be helpful to someone, then okay. Yeah. But yeah, this episode is not um, the episode that I like to do. No. And it's actually, like, if it had been 100% left up to me, it would be the episode that we didn't do. Right. Um, I, this is the episode that kind of... Like I didn't, some people will use this, the following statement against me, whatever, I don't care. Um, (laughs) This is the episode that I didn't do a lot of reading or research for. And it's because it's something we've kind of been talking about a lot. Forever, yeah. Um, And uh, it's funny because I was talking to my husband about this and I was like, you know, I'm trying to think about how to be helpful. Right. And he goes, well honestly like everything you've said for the past 178 episodes yeah addresses this right and i was like oh that's an interesting and and so many people have already come out with statements at this point that i agree with that i would allow to speak for me like on behalf of me yeah um but here we are and i just want you guys to know that the way like as i tried to prepare for the show Mm -hmm. i would I would come to my notes and kind of just like be like, okay, what can be helpful? What do I need to be sure? What statistics do I need to blah, 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 blah. And basically the conclusion that I kept coming to is that you need to pray and make sure that you have a right heart about this episode. So the reason I didn't do research for this episode is not because I know everything, um, or I think I'm the best or the coolest or anything. Right. It's because that sort of the instruction that I was given, which was that you need to make sure your heart is right as you enter into an episode about the uh, the events that are taking place in the world right now. Right. And make sure that uh, your heart is appropriate. And right. that that was just the message, if you will, that mm-hmm. I kept getting. Yeah. So that's where we're at. And I just feel like it's important that you guys know that that's sort of the route that I took Mm -hmm. when it came to this Mm -hmm. episode. Right. I think so. One of the questions all of us have, we're watching all these horrible things happen. And I think it's human for all of us to go, okay, what do I do? Right. Like what now? And I think something that we need to. And by horrible things, let's clarify and say. Um, out of control media, uh-huh. out of control rioters, uh-huh. um, unjust killing, uh-huh. um, uh, destruction of private property, right? M- 
many, many things. There are Lives, many things. Businesses lost, yeah. jobs lost, and just all, you know, we've been watching right. it happen. Well, we've uh, been watching suffering happen. Horrible on, things on social media. Right. Um, all That is what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> just the turmoil. I think every single one of us every day, if you're turning on the news, if you're getting on social media, if you're, if you live in certain places, like in some way or another, your life is being upheaved right? Um, in multiple ways and in varying degrees. Obviously, if you live out in the middle of rural Kansas and you're nowhere near rioting or protesting or um, anything like that happening, you know, your daily response to everything that's going on is going to look different than somebody who lives in the middle of Minneapolis. Right. Um, well, if you live in the middle of nowhere, everything in your town probably closes at eight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> but those of us yeah. that live in the, what I think Phoenix is like in the top five largest cities yeah. in the United States. I think we're the fifth. <laughs> it's a little different. But then also, I mean, you think about some of the, in those rural places, the farmers and people who, because of COVID shutdowns oh, yeah. and weird stuff, like they've, they were suffering in a quieter off camera way. Right. Um, for months now and yeah. they've been suffering. And so just all of this turmoil and upheaval. And I just think obviously it's extremely overwhel- overwhelming. And I think it's super important that now, you know, we we are always talking about how you have to be faithful in all things and faithful right. in the little things, faithful in the big things. I think fa- a lot of faithfulness right now is um, going to require some extra effort, but it's also going to require that you unplug more than ever before right and don't confuse that with retreat or you know letting the world go to hell you still have your own business to attend to yeah it just i just don't think we were meant to know everything that's going on at all times and to be flooded with people's thoughts feelings and opinions at all times in the way that we can because of the internet and so my especially following a generation of really like poorly schooled people in critical thinking right like it's like we were given the least education in critical thinking (laughs) yeah and then we were given access to all the information on the the planet ever and the most ability (laughs) to put ourselves out there right that's ever existed and it's clearly not we're in the (laughs) the, like right now we're in like the middle school years of learning (laughs) how to be uh appropriate with uh, and we know how responsible and appropriate middle schoolers (laughs) are known to be (laughs) um sorry for any of you that are middle school age i'm sure you're i'm sure you're lovely to the rule um But I think so one of the things that I I definitely want to just continue to encourage people to do is like if you are watching more TV, you're consuming more TV and more of the news and more of those things than you are of scripture and genuine fellowship and you don't get to wonder like, why do I have so much anxiety? Right. Like whether or not the world's in upheaval, I think that's always true. Mm -hmm. But I think in particular right now, you're really seeing – things that are legitimately anxiety inducing. Right. Um, and I, I understand that temptation. Um, but you you absolutely cannot be consuming all of that all the time and be okay. Like, I really believe that. Yeah. None of us are meant to be exposed to this level of, gar- of garbage, right. of violence and 
uh, conflict, you're not meant to consume that all day, every day, and then be like, well, I sh- I, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to have anxiety. That's a sin. Like, well, no, you actually need to take concrete steps right, right now towards that. Um, and remember what you should be looking to. It's, it's impossible to... Um, think on the things above when you are doing nothing but digesting the things that are below. Right. <laughs> so that's my yeah. first encouragement. Well, and if you're doing that in an attempt to, it's not a bad thing to have a researched biblically based opinion on mm-hmm. all things, mm-hmm. but that can take time. Right. That can take, um, I mean, it doesn't like if you're already sort of inundated with all this information, it can be hard to sift through. Mm -hmm. So you don't, there is nothing wrong. Please hear me correctly. When I say this, there's nothing wrong with on occasion or in the right circumstance, deferring to your husband's opinion Mm -hmm. or your pastor's opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and if someone comes up to you and is like, well, what do you think about this? Just be like, you know what? I'm looking into it, but I, I'm just not going to spend every hour of my day today looking into that. Right. Um, and so right now these are my, this is my opinion on it. Right. And that's it. You don't, the internet has tricked us all into thinking that we all need to have the experts on every topic, this reason defense (laughs) for every single thing that comes up for every single topic, for every single theological question. And that's just not right. How it is. No. It's not. And so your your job right now, like if you're like, I don't know what to do, your job is to be faithful. Right. Um, nothing changed. Nothing changed with that. I know like the things outside might be making it feel like more of a stretch, but great. You've been practicing faithfulness. Right. So here you go. Like it's your time to shine. Yeah. Um, if you're a mom with kids in the house, you know, it's so important that you are demonstrating to them how to be a Christian in the midst of all of this crazy, um, you know, you're on, you're up. This is your moment right. to, to practice what you preach. Um, and the Lord is faithful in girding you when you need to be girded. Um, I think one of the steps to doing that is um, to, do something right now that the world is not doing and the world is inviting you to do. And that is the world is inviting you to engage in extreme emotionalism, just extreme. It's religious emotionalism. It's a religion. Yeah. Um, it's a religion. Joy and I have been talking to you about this religion for years. Um, I feel like it is now more in our faces than ever. And this is, um, it's a religion that's not going away. It needs to be named. I don't know exactly what to name it, but if we don't find a name for it, you can't fight something that's not named. And I think that's part of why it doesn't have a name and why it it refuses to call itself a religion. But of course, we're talking about all the things that come along with critical theory, with critical race theory, with intersectionality. This is what you're seeing right now. You're seeing... Um, If you haven't watched the documentary on YouTube about what happened at Evergreen State College, what is happening right now all over our nation. So interesting. Happened first at Evergreen State College. Um, So if you want that background, go watch that on YouTube. I think if you look up Mike Nana's channel, you can find that. Um, 
but we are we are watching the rise of a of a new religion if you watch the videos of the people sitting in the I mean, just this large crowd of people sitting with their arms raised over their heads, eyes closed, kind of like you would see in a, in, in a, a many churches. Stance, yeah. Um, and they are repeating after the leader, after the pastor, um, all of the critical theory stuff we have been telling you forever. And and it is it is your job. And some Christians don't they don't believe this, but it is it is your job not to apply apostatize into that religion because it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And if you are led by your emotions, you will absolutely be tempted, if not absolutely fall into this new religion. And the thing is, is you cannot start speaking the language of a different religion. You cannot bow down before a different God and then like try to baptize some of it and be like, well, aren't Christians supposed to be compassionate? I'm just being compassionate. Um, well, yes, Christians should be compassionate, but we should also be Christians. We have a standard for what this compassion is and what compassion is to look like. Well, and in case you hate what we're saying right now, our stance has not changed. Right. We were talking about this earlier. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't changed. This has been our stance all along. Yeah. So do keep that in mind. Right. That if you hate what we're saying right now, Mm -hmm. um, we haven't changed. No. This has been it all along. So every time you have heard us talk about um, critical theory, intersectionality, this has been it. Yeah. We it's start, not different. Go back to 2017. That's when we started talking about this. Yep. And you'll see it all there. And, you know, part of what's so difficult is that we're fighting a losing battle in terms of language. So not only is this religion doesn't have an agreed upon name, Um, but they use, they borrow from our language. They say things like, well, you know, Jesus is against the oppressor. And we're like, well, yeah, Jesus is against the oppressor. We are too. But essentially what they've done is they've convinced the world that they are the only ones that are against oppression. And if you're against them, then you can't be against oppression. And part of the problem is that the, the received wisdom among of our day that's joy or i'm sorry that's jojo hi jojo he hungry hi jojo jojo's joined us yay she's hungry now it's back to usual (laughs) (laughs) um the current wisdom among respectable people right now is that ethnic harmony can only be achieved if they adopt the essential essentially a demeanor and posture of a guilty dog who ate the slippers right (laughs) but you cannot build relationships with your brother by crawling on your belly um and so our job is to stand up and look each other in the eye and treat each other like christians you can't fight oppression if you're slithering around on the ground bowing before people begging for forgiveness for things you didn't do um this is also a part of the new religion and so it is absolutely incumbent upon us that we not be spineless in this time. Right. Um, I understand that you will get a lot of pushback on that. Mm -hmm. But I think that the Christian position is that Jesus is better and the world doesn't want you to say that. And so they want you to worship their false gods with them. They want you to sin like they sin. They want you to hate as they hate. They want you to riot as they riot. They want you to sound like they 
they do and they want you to repent like they do. And all of this, I think, is the devil's ploy to keep you busy with false repentance and false gods and false doctrines of total depravity where essentially if you're if you're not a person of color then you are totally depraved in a way that people of color can't be depraved these are all you know we've been talking about these doctrines of intersectionality um forever and it's i think what christians are struggling with is that some of them are close enough to the truth that people are having a hard time discerning where they go wrong. Right. It's like, oh, well, Christianity teaches that people, you know, this and this and that. I saw an explanation the other day of, you know, um, of white privilege where it was, it was the doctrine of total depravity, but perverted mm-hmm. just enough to be extremely wicked and deceptive. Right. Um, and so essentially, you know, we're supposed to be busy repenting right now in a way, right? I mean, yeah. some of us are. Mm-hmm. If you're white, you are. Right. Um, and they want you to stay busy practicing their version of righteousness and repentance and confession. But you aren't actually getting down to doing the kind of stuff that scripture tells you to do. Right. Well, and so here's an interesting, and I will always think this until somebody can give me a great response to it and nobody ever has um challenge honestly the faithful biblical um critical theorist it doesn't exist i'm sorry you're not gonna have a response for me no um well you probably will but it won't it won't actually answer the question um the christian who is really preaching this Mm -hmm. Why are you not preaching it at the communion table? Because here, if you really, really want to rebuke someone and the the intention of the rebuke is faithfulness in the end, Mm -hmm. then what you have is a bunch of unrepentant people Mm -hmm. taking the table and they, and it's not just Mm -hmm. unrepentant. It's people that have actual issues with each other. Right. Right. So if the color of my skin inherently means I have an issue with you because of the color of your skin, then why are we both taking the table? Right. It means, it either means A, you don't understand the importance and the significance of the table. Right. Or it means B, that it's an, it, it placates your weird um, fear of being called a racist. Right. Or both. Right. Because honestly, if there was real, if you really thought this was something that needed to be repented of right it would not be done on our hands and knees standing before anybody yeah right it would be so that we could be back in communion Mm -hmm. with one another in christ yes yeah that is that is the point of calling someone to repentance that is the point right so if the point of you calling someone to repentance is not that right you're you're functioning in a different religion. You're not actually right. functioning as a Christian. Yes. And that's the thing with this new religion is there is actually no repentance that leads to reconciliation because there's no end. There's no right. grace. Right. Um, there is no justice. And we're seeing that right now because right now the, quote, justice that's being sought in the streets is a very selective justice. And nothing yeah. about it is just because... Um, several black people have been murdered 
throughout the course of the riots. Right. So you can't tell me this is about black lives mattering because right. those black lives don't actually matter in the riots at all. Right. Um, well, and if you're godless, you don't even have a consistent reason as to why any life matters right. at all. So why? So basically, me deciding that one life is more valuable than another life is just totally arbitrary. Up to me, it's how I feel. And then if right. you ask me to worship that viewpoint, that arbitrary right. viewpoint, what you're asking is for me to worship you and what right. you think. Right. Right. And so I. I mean, if all of this. If any of this is making you feel itchy or upset, um, I, I honestly think it's because you've been exposed to so much of the of the quote anti-racist rhetoric um, that the things we're saying bother you because essentially you've had to stop believing that Jesus is the only way right you've had to stop believing that scripture has the best answers because enough blue checkmark evangelicals on twitter have shamed you into stopping saying that um and i get you know there is an element here of well we can't just speak the gospel we actually have to do something and i agree with that <laughs> like right. i agree with that totally um but you cannot be a Christian and also consistently reject the idea of the supremacy of God and his ways. God has laid out his ways for us in scripture. And what's happening in the world right now with these riots is not the way of God. This is not how he would have us deal with injustice. And for all the people that are like, well, you know, these people have suffered for so long that of course this is happening. Honestly, that's the same argument one of my kids gives me when he or she hits the other one and it's like, well, he hit me first. No, that is how the world argues. That's right. immature thinking. It's unreasonable. It's inconsistent. And it doesn't honor God. Because at the end of the day, we're talking we're talking about Christians. We're talking about people who believe that our home is not of this world and that we are going to suffer in right. this world. But you're don't go out and suffer for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like you should be suffering for the cause of Christ. Um and so many Christians right now are giving giving excuses for this. They're giving excuses for why this is happening. There's never an excuse for murder. And I understand, I've been told, I haven't seen it, but I'll go ahead and take this on faith. I've been told that some people are defending the murder um, of George Floyd. I haven't seen them. And... As far as I'm aware, all four officers have been charged, arrested and charged. Mm -hmm. um, two of them were people of color, as they call them. Yeah. <laughs> um, two of them were white. Um, this hasn't all come to light yet, but there's some evidence that the guy who killed George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, I think is how you say his name, um, he and George Floyd knew each other. That's based on the testimony of some people. And I think more is going to come out about this. Um, but m most of the world is absolutely in agreement that that was murder and right. that they are responsible for George Floyd's death. And then that, that was a horrible thing. But ultimately George Floyd's death is being leveraged into doing something else. This isn't right. all just about George Floyd. Yeah. Um, 
And so... Well, because the argument is that this is a societal problem. Right. Right? Right. But we can't... There's nothing... So in the Bible, when it talks about um, justice being served, there there isn't... There isn't a... There's no mob justice that does that. Right. Well, and there isn't a... When there's sin in the heart, you deal with the heart, that heart. Mm-hmm. You can't deal with all the hearts that fall into that economic category or color right. of skin or gender right. or what or right. sexuality, whatever it may be. Right. Sin needs to be confronted right. by the by the person who perpetrated the right. sin. That is how, in according to God's law, the victim of injustice is made whole. Right. So it it seems attractive to want to say, oh, well, we have all these problems in our society. Right. And we do have societal issues. Right. Um, but this is not this is not an area where I mean, if you want to get into racism, mm-hmm. even racism can't be solved by uh, addressing the heart of an entire society. It right. has to be confronted in the racist heart, the person that actually says, right. like, I hate you right. because of how you look. Well, and it's not it's not just to treat everyone, to treat every group of people that you see as nothing but that group. Right. So I don't get to look at someone like Derek Chauvin and be like, oh, well, he's a white guy. And clearly he's the federal representative of all white people. All white people would kill a black person if they had the chance. Right. That's what the world is doing. Yeah. Um, I don't get to look at some a black person that's killed someone else and be like, well, clearly all black people are murderers. Right. That's not you don't get to treat people that way. Well, and it's not even it's not effective. And what it is, is it's the world's response to to a world where where God doesn't exist and there right. is no ultimate justice right. and there is no ultimate meaning right. um, and what does have meaning is your experience and your emotions right but there is no there is not an end racism doesn't see an end right um, when an entire society well, the only time, it, I should say this, the only time we will see sin being defeated mm-hmm. is when an entire society is kneeling. Before Jesus. Yes. That's right. That's when we're going to see that. Right. There is only one thing to kneel before. Right. To If you really want to solve the, the issues mm-hmm. that our society has created, mm-hmm. that's how to do it. Right. And I would say an an encouragement that I have is that, you know, just consider you believe that Jesus is Lord. You believe he's king. You believe he's God and he is in control. You believe that he knows best. Okay. You believe all that. If you're a Christian and right now you think it's inappropriate to talk about Jesus or God's law or righteousness and you think that your only job right now is to do some listening like you need to listen to certain people you have totally been neutralized by the schemes of this world you have bought their tactics 
hook, line, and sinker. And you're performing in the type of worship that they've called you to. And you're no longer living your life to look like Jesus. Right. You're, you have absolutely traded in um, bowing the knee to Jesus to bowing the knee to the world. Because at the end of the day, the world says, you know, we just need to listen. We need to listen to people of color. That's what we need to be doing right now. Um, listen to people who have suffered. And what I'm going to tell you is not popular, but nonetheless, it's what scripture says, which is that you need to choose who and what you listen to wisely. You need to listen to wisdom. Now, scripture... We're not just saying that because we're... (laughs) That's not our argument so that... To just cover this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm saying who... If you hear this wisdom from someone who has any skin color, great. Your skin color has no bearing on your amount of wisdom. I don't believe that any skin color is more wise than another. Um, What scripture tells you to do is that you walk not in the counsel of the wicked. (laughs) Um, So people who are standing in the streets denying God and being comfortable with murder and stealing if you are listening to them right now, you are walking in the counsel of the wicked. You are standing in the way of sinners. Then you are sitting in the seat of scoffers. Um, and somebody who doesn't do that um, is somebody who's very blessed and someone who loves the Lord. Um, and so people who listen to scripture are the wise. Luke eleven twenty eight says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And an important part of this from James 3.17 is that godly wisdom produces good fruit and is not partial. James 3.17 says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So if the wisdom, if the listening you're doing so that you can learn how to better operate isn't gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and impartial, then you shouldn't be listening to it. And it, because it's not wisdom that's from above, it's worldly wisdom. And so we have to, you have to live like you're a Christian, right? We believe that the word of God is living and active. We believe that we've been given all that we need for life and godliness. We believe that the fruit of godly wisdom produces impartiality, if the fruit of the wisdom you're hearing is partial, if it's partial to a certain skin color, if it's partial to a certain class, if it's partial to a certain people, and it elevates some over others, it's not the wisdom from above. And that cuts both ways, of course. Of course I hate white supremacy. Of course I do. Of course I think that's gross. Of course. Because I'm a Christian. And so, you know, you and I have, we've done episodes talking about all the ways in which I actually agree with some of the cries against injustice. I I think we live in a police state. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's the biblical way. And how do I affect change for that? Well, number one, I try to talk to as many people about it as possible. And number two, I go to the voting booth. Mm-hmm. And don't you dare tell me that there's some uh, political leanings out there who aren't having a field day with what's going on. 
Of course, right. of course, I'm doing what I can to impact change. And what is that? I'm seeking to love my neighbor. I'm seeking to train my kids well. I'm talking to as many people as I can about justice and injustice. Um, and I'm going to go to the voting booth. I mean, these are the tools that are at all of our fingertips. Yeah. Um, you can absolutely be having these discussions with your kids, with your neighbor, with people at church. Um, and you have power in the voting booth as well. So a lot of people, a lot of Christians, I think, um, are frustrated because they're like, well, you know, Christians are saying the gospel is the answer, but then what are they doing? Well, what are we doing? Well, you help run end abortion now. That's a way that you help fight <laughs> injustice. Yeah. Um, I am having these conversations with my kids all the time. They're all there's all kinds of injustices. Well, going and just on. so you know that there there is this happens also uh, in the anti-abortion realm. People who have taken up yeah. this burden for mm-hmm. the unborn. Yeah. There are people that get crazy with it and they're like, well, if you're not. If you're right. not spending every single moment of your life outside of an abortion clinic, you don't really care. Right. Um, and that's, I have a problem with that too. Yes. Um, that's wicked. Right. That's also idolatry yeah. and a false yeah. religion. Remember, remember that the devil is called an accuser. If you constantly find yourself being sounding like accusing people of things, then just remember that there's someone that you sound like and it's not Jesus. Ouch. <laughs> just a thought I'm sorry it's just just a thought is no that, is that no, blunt? I get, no it's blunt but that's okay yeah I'm okay with that yeah me I too. mean we should know that. yeah I think that it's very important to um I think one of the most it's been a long time since I learned this lesson and of course I still we all still learn the things we've learned over and over again over and over and over again <laughs> but i remember how meaningful it was for me to learn this lesson and how humbled i was i wasn't puffed up with this knowledge i was very i was brought very low with this knowledge mm-hmm. and i was going through the worst emotional strife of my entire life and i did it for years um and at the end of that mm-hmm. the conclusion that that I was brought to mm-hmm. was this that no matter what has been done to you and the ways that you've been a victim um and th- I'm talking about things where you had no you were when I say victim I mean it's not your fault like you didn't and right. en- you didn't engage in the cause of this thing right it's that whatever kind of victim you are you need Jesus to stand before God. Mm-hmm. There is not a thing that has happened to you or to your family or to your bloodline mm-hmm. that will allow you to stand before God and he'll give you a free pass because of the stuff that you went through. Right. That's not, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And again, please hear me when I say to you yeah. that I wrestled, I fought that Mm -hmm. because I wanted my experience to mean something and I wanted it to give me a free pass Mm -hmm. 
because I wanted to be angry. I wanted to have hold on to shame, which seems so counterintuitive, right? (laughs) Right. Um, But I wanted to hold on to it and I Mm -hmm. wanted to hold on to the wrong that Mm -hmm. was done. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. Like, but there, there really is nothing. And that's not my opinion. And that's not. um, And I hope that, that you don't like, I I don't say that in a haughty way at all. Like, look what I learned, you know, and now I'm so woke or whatever. (laughs) Like that learning that was a, like the biggest punch yeah in my face yeah it broke my teeth right kicked your teeth in <laughs> yeah at the end of the day jesus didn't die for your sins that someone else committed on your behalf right jesus died for your sins and there is so the world hates that yeah they don't want you to be free of your sins and in this new religion you never can be because by virtue of um being born whatever color you were either you'll never be absolved and you have to spend the rest of your life essentially flagellating yourself or you're a person of color and you're in so many ways never responsible for your sin right because of your skin color and so either way that's slavery that's being right. sold to you that's slavery to your sin if if you live on either side of that aisle mm-hmm. um you are still a slave to sin in that religion and right. jesus came to free us <laughs> we're we're not we shouldn't be slaves to this anymore i am not i'm no more a slave to my whiteness than a person of color is a slave to whatever they have right <laughs> like well and you- and i think in some weird sort of sneaky way we prefer to call we'd prefer to call it white privilege than right. pride right mm-hmm. or whatever it's insert sin here yeah so even though it's uncomfortable right i have all kinds of, here's the thing is that that you can't shame people for having privilege privileges are bestowed upon you and it has nothing to do with your own goodness or not. Right. I have lots of privilege. I have privileges by being a Christian. I think I'm I'm privileged to be to live in this time. I'm privileged to be married to who I'm married to. Um all of us have different kinds of privilege. The ultimate privilege that I have is that I'm the daughter of God. Right. <laughs> and that is the hugest privilege in the entire universe and i have no shame for that there's right. no shame in that yeah um and i do think that we are incumbent to use that privilege in a certain way right. i think that my privilege as being the daughter of god requires much of me right it's just not what the world is telling you right that it is and yeah. so ultimately jesus came to reconcile us to himself right. and that is the reconciliation that actually heals right. the false reconciliation of the anti-racist new religion. It sounds nice and it sounds close enough to the truth to actually swindle you. And so right. you really, you need to be very cautious. You need to refuse to be shamed <laughs> into um, baptizing pagan beliefs so that you don't have to deal with, the shame that the world is going to heap upon you right. for not joining 
their church. Right. And that's exactly what's happening all over the place right now. And so your job is to do the same thing as always, which is to be faithful and faithfulness to Christ and allegiance to him first and foremost over over everything is absolutely going to change how you respond to everything that's going on in the world right now. Well, and it may even um, spur you on to seek if you're the victim of injustice. Mm -hmm. We hope there's, I mean, you, you know, you talked about an abortion now. It's absolutely acceptable to seek justice, to seek justice. Yeah. It is. Yes. But you cannot tell me that right. what the riots are a form of seeking justice because they're not. Right. That is, they are perpetuating injustice mm-hmm. because they're angry. That, right. That's not justice. Yeah. Scripture knows nothing of that definition of justice. And it has by, nothing to do with righteousness. And you don't get, it, sin is not this like sliding scale where if a certain amount of injustice is done to you, you get some injustices right. to perpetrate like that's not right how it works at all right um that is a lost mm-hmm. that is a lost naive yeah stupid it's stupid view it is yeah. the, it is the type of justice that a child would come up with right and i don't say that because i'm calling you a child i'm saying that when it comes when your justice compares to god's justice mm-hmm. you will look foolish yeah you will 100 mm-hmm. percent. that's how it works yeah and instead of instead of fighting it, mm-hmm. be made low mm-hmm. and be in submission and in intimacy with God. Yep. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. If the wisdom that you are operating on does not look like that, if it's only partial to certain people... If it's not, if it doesn't produce peace, if it's not open to reason, if it's not full of mercy, I mean, gosh, can we talk about mercy? Where is the mercy in this religion? Where is it? Because all I see are people that want to excuse the bloodthirst in the streets. Mm -hmm. And that's not merciful. That's tyrannical. It's just tyrannical what's going on. And there's nothing merciful about it. So if you're a Christian, you believe that there's one path to peace and it's through the work and person of Jesus Christ, that's it. You can't listen enough. You can't use your privilege enough. You can't amplify voices enough to satisfy the bloodthirst in the streets. There is no end to it. They are telling us right now, wide out in the open, that justice is whatever they say it is. And if you argue with them, you are trash. And right now is the time for you to find a spine like you didn't even know you had and to trust the Lord that the judge of all the earth does right. Without that hope, there just truly is no hope. So... Here you go. (laughs) That was light. (laughs) I never know how to come out of those discussions. It can't be done. (laughs) Oh, okay, good. Well, then I don't have to try. Yeah. Like, if it can't be done, then... Yeah, just sort of forced and unnatural. That's how you have to come out of this. That's how you transition out of those (laughs) types of things. (laughs) Okay. Well, guys, (laughs) you can leave us a voicemail. 470-465-0475. Maybe you have thoughts. Maybe you have questions. 
I just want to encourage you all to be in the word. Stay with us um, on same page summer. We're reading the New Testament. And boy, the New Testament has a lot to say about racial reconciliation, doesn't right. it? Yeah. It has a lot to say. I would encourage you to do that and to be in the word. Um, join us at patreon.com slash theologians and check out the shop at shop theologians.com. Is that it? Is Georgia asleep? Yeah. <laughs> Adorable. All right, guys. That is um, it for this week. And next week will be a little bit lighter. And we'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Who has held the oceans in his hands?